Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Deerig, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? Back Running from- Windows 11. <laughs> Ah, ooh, back from his uh, big man over here mm-hmm. running windows 11 that other sexy voice you hear is the the joy of arsenal x is stoy jovic yeah i'm here to bring the joy you are joy i I, I, I am the personification of joy like <laughs> usually when people are always around me they always say what a joy I am to be around like I'm always full of pep, always full of energy mm-hmm. and just I'm just a very pleasant guy to be around. You know, the more you're speaking, the Shut less up, I believe Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleasant. I'm trying to be pleasant. <laughs> speaking of pleasant, everybody have a pleasant week. Everybody had a good week. Good. Good week. I spent three hours trying to dig a three foot hole yesterday. Ooh, how'd that go? Jesus. I, I, I finished. <laughs> Well, that's no, good. All I had, I, you know, it's one of those things when you're doing the home projects, splurge for the machinery. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, were you using one of those where you jam it down? And... I didn't even do that. All I, I had a garden tiller. Oh, okay. because I was like, I was at the store and I was like, going to get that shovel thing. But then I saw the garden tiller and I thought, well, that I think is going to get more work done than that damn shovel thing. It's like putting two spoons together and just, like, what am I supposed to do with it? So, like, the garden tiller, I thought, was okay. It worked fine. But, you know, I could have gotten the metal auger machine. Yeah. I could have rented it. But I was like, nah, how long is it going to take me to dig a three-foot hole? I mean, it didn't take me three hours. I would say probably a little over an hour. But still, it was a pain in the ass. Anyway, I'm just trying to rebuild a portion of my fence. And I needed to sink a post yesterday. Okay. So, Probably felt yeah. like three hours though. It, pro- I yeah. think it did. Yeah. Probably felt like six hours. I brought my Bluetooth uh, speaker out there, and I ended up playing like two albums, two music albums. So to me, that's like two hours. <laughs> but <laughs> we talk about uh, yeah. albums are only like twenty-five minutes these days. I know. No kidding. That's why I think like one of the albums was like, damn, I've been out here that long. The album's over already. But yeah, I think it was like a half-hour album. Whatever. No big deal. So it was like one one plane of Inagata Devita. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that is. Is that a Pearl Jam? No, no. Is that Inagata a Pearl Devita. Jam? The Inagata Devita song that's like like twenty minutes long. This Iron Butterfly. That that sounds okay. fake. I'm shaking my I'm shaking my head. I got nothing. I did because the only reason why I say Pearl Jam is I think Pearl Jam had a song like that. Oh, okay. and on their Vitology album. Whatever. Yeah, that that's like a seventies song, the Iron Butterfly. Okay. And they got it a Vita. It's like a it's like a twenty minute long song or something like that. It's not Free Bird or anything like that. No. Okay. <laughs> mm. Got it. Wow. I had a good week too. I was off all week. It felt real nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I took Thursday and Friday off because my. My wife uh, went in for uh, breast reduction surgery, and so I took off so I could, you know, be stick around to help her out. And then I ended up getting a um, sinus infection, but you know, I still still was able to help her out and stuff. But I was sleeping basically whenever she didn't need help. 
So I, yeah, kind of like you, Corey, I just finally today, like actually feel like a normal human being. Yeah. So uh, sounds like we all had riveting, <laughs> riveting weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I wasn't sick. I was just, no, but <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if digging a three foot hole is much better than being sick. I no, mean, it probably I, is. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd rather have dug a three foot hole than probably sit and be sick, but whatever yeah. do you at least have a pabst <laughs> no i don't drink pabst you know that i have very refined taste in hams oh yeah so yeah no it's oktoberfest season so i've been i've been into a lot of the oktoberfests and the fest beers so it's gonna be sad when october's done and all of a sudden the uh liquor stores pull all their oktoberfest beers and throw on all this like gingerbread pale ale crap that they throw on and, and like spicy wintry ales and just whatever speaking of have you ever have you ever come to appleton for oktoberfest no never have no yeah i mean yeah. we got our own oktoberfest here like there's, oh, there's okay quite a few different like there's the bavarian beer house uh milwaukee brewing company has an oktoberfest festival celebration i participated okay. in the the mug challenge last last year Oh, or basically, okay. like, you hold these, like, two big steins full of water, and you have to, like, stick your hands out, and you have to hold it as long as possible. <laughs> so I got about, like, halfway through my group, and then I just, I don't know, whatever. I didn't stretch enough. <laughs> yeah, they 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 block off, the, like, a whole mile long, or over, I think it's over a mile long stretch of, of College Avenue, and then it's just all, like food you know food things and and beer and they've got like do it this year um, the funny thing is that it's it's always um in november (laughs) that's not funny that's actually technically when oktoberfest is supposed to be yeah so yeah because the true oktoberfest the true oktoberfest happened in november and it was a wedding celebration okay yeah, so so it always happens the first week of November um here. And yeah, and then they've got like five or six different stages with different bands playing and and yeah, it's it's just pure insanity. There's just so many people usually that you can barely even walk through the the mile long stretch of just drinking and Ah, uh, drinking festival in Wisconsin. <laughs> Nothing like it. <laughs> So yeah, it's every festival revolves around drinking here, and then it always it always kicks off with uh with uh um car show where they just like all these people who have like all these kinds of fancy old and new cars like park 50 on fifty year old white dudes. You forgot yeah. to mention. You forgot to mention yeah. it's all fifty year old white dudes <laughs> walking around like that's a nice engine you got there. Yeah, let's check out this nice engine. Yeah, nice engine. I'm going through my midlife crisis. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I bought three motorcycles for my midlife crisis, so I, I'm not one to judge. <laughs> but I, I call things like I see it. <laughs> I bought my Xbox Series X. No, it's not a midlife crisis, Jesse. <laughs> that's, just being, that's just being a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would buy for my midlife crisis because I'm not into cars or... Any of those kind of stereotypical things. Buy a motorcycle. It's worth it. Just don't drive like an idiot. Don't ride like an idiot. Okay. 
That's all I recommend. Uh, well, I don't know what I would buy for a midlife crisis either. Probably just a yeah. giant TV, but that's also just kind of being a normal no, human. No, no, no. A midlife crisis is literally you going completely against the norm. You could buy a TV any day of the week. But, like, yeah, maybe you go buy a motorcycle. Maybe you go buy a Corvette. Or maybe you take up a brand new hobby, like I don't know. So, so in other people words, people in Ohio I, do. For so, in other words, I'll buy a treadmill. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not a bad thing. You could buy that anytime. It's not a midlife I, crisis. That would, that would go against the norm for me. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the things that most people in their fifties do here around here. They usually. Wear Confederate flag T-shirts and I don't know. Probably attend. <laughs> probably have a, buy a whole bunch of new uh, clan hoods or something. I don't know. No, don't do that. Don't no. do that. I no. guess I haven't hit my midlife crisis yet because typically the midlife crisis hits between forty-five and sixty-five. So yeah. I'm not quite. I'm not quite there yet. But maybe I was getting ahead of the curve. So mm. it's fair. But yeah. That's at a point where, uh, yeah, so you're so, something in your life severely upsets you that you need a kind of like a real huge break from the norm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to go through. I'm going to close that Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> no more mortality. No yeah, exactly. more. Uh, speaking of break from the norm. Before uh, we get into the show, I so Jesse, you're an HBO Max guy. While yeah. I was like dying on the couch for the last two days, uh, I started watching Titans, the oh okay. the DC show. It's mm-hmm. uh, did you watch it at all? Did you watch it at all? I've I've started it. Um, I kind of started it late as well mm-hmm. because I I. I watched like the first episode. I think was free. Well, like when it was uh, part of the the DC uh, streaming service thing. Oh, the they, DC Universe originally... service. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first episode was free when that first started, and I watched that, and then and then you know like it eventually came to HBO Max, and I just kind of never really got around to watching it until. Like maybe like four months ago, five months ago. Yeah. So I've watched a little bit of the first season, most of the first season, I think, but I haven't finished all of it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've been watching that, and uh, it's all right. It reminds me of like a really uh, like a, one of the CW shows, but with a budget. So that's it. I thought I thought maybe you yeah. watched it. I thought we were gonna have more to talk about that, but I guess we don't. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I like it so far. Like what I've seen, I, I think the characters, the like the people that they have playing the characters do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Like, I like you know, I like uh, the guy who plays Dick Grayson a lot. Yeah, he's yeah, he's really good. Although I thought at this point, Dick Grayson would have been Nightwing, but he's still Robin at the beginning of the show. Is he turned into Nightwing? Is this is this is that how it goes? Yeah, I think I think eventually he he does. Yeah, cuz I I mean this is like yeah, kind of like the the beginning of him kind of being resentful of Batman. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like, and then, yeah, he, because, yeah, there's Nightwing, and then, um, but actually, I forget if he's technically becomes Red Hood. No, that's Jason Todd becomes Red Hood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so he, yeah, he, because I know there's, there's so many... (laughs) Uh, Robins that yeah. uh, that end up becoming bad guys after dealing with Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this look like an angsty teen uh, se- series? Oh, because it definitely is. Because it is. It's okay. It's, All right. It's much more adult. Like there, it's not. It's like a, a hard R. Yeah, right. it's like an it's like an angsty R teen. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of blood and a lot of blowing people's body parts up and stuff. They yeah. show it. They're not afraid to show it. Like the guy who's like, like the one girl like murders this guy straight up by like using her power to blow up all of his organs at one time, and then all the blood comes spewing out of his mouth when he falls to over. They, yeah, that was wow. that was uh, that was violent. Yeah. yeah, it's very similar to that that show, The Boys, on Amazon. Cause like that, that show is really very, very violent. Even uh, like <laughs> the boys is so violent actually that I honestly, it kind of turns me off. Like there's just some, some stuff that they really focus on, on that show too much. And they've go too overboard with that. I just don't like, it's, it's like that gore porn kind of stuff. Like I hated like the movie hostile and like those kinds of movies where it's just you know just for people who who are absolutely just love violence and i'm i'm not really into that like when it comes to horror movies like i i'm more more likely to want to watch the the cheesier stuff and things like that because i just like for me horror movies are more for fun than than that kind of stuff but because yeah I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess we should get into the show now, but I just want to say that I was enjoying that show. I kind of maybe want to go back and finish stuff like the flash and arrow and stuff. But then I was like, I don't have that kind of time. 25 episodes an hour each. It's going to take me five years just to finish one of those. So (laughs) anyways, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the boss rush network where each and every week we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about Xbox and everything we love about it from news Rumors, new games, Game Pass, and more. Check out Arsenal X on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash Boss Network at 8.30 Eastern Time or on podcast services and YouTube every Tuesday morning. Follow us on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Network, and you can catch all of our podcast reviews, banter pieces, and more on our website, bossrush.net. Let's jump into what we've been playing. Stoy, we're going to go your way first because you're always playing something We'll say interesting. Yeah. Um, well, besides forcing myself to play Far Cry 6, um, I also played Flynn, Son of Crimson, Jesse. Um, and oh, I, okay. I'm thoroughly enjoying that game. Very easy and very basic. Like, it's not a hard game to get into. <laughs> because a lot of times with these, like, pixel side-scrolling games, like, sometimes the difficulty level can be up a notch because it... It's kind of reminiscent of those, you know, Ninja Gaiden style games of just like it's increasing. It's intensely hard for no reason, like it shouldn't be. But this is refreshing because it's like 
it, it's still challenging. It's still a challenging platformer and still challenging combat, you know, but it's, it's easy. Like, it's not like, you know, you're going to be dying like every 10 seconds. Like you can actually make meaningful progress and actually enjoy it as much as possible. So it's, it's actually pretty refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely, yeah, that's definitely a great way to put it because yeah, it's just a kind of a nice relax, a little bit more relaxing game to play. And yeah. like you, you know, like you said, if you're if you're used to those type of you know like platformer games and stuff, you you shouldn't have any any problems just kind of easing right into it. Right, and I'm, obviously I'm playing on normal, so it's not like I like dropped it down to easy or casual or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of the enemies you have to kind of like they all have that telltale attack sign, and then you have to know when to dodge or when to jump, and um, you know. It's, Thankfully, you can like actually dodge roll like through the enemies, so you can attack them from behind if need be, and you know every enemy you can stagger. But no, it's actually a really good game. A uh, very basic story. You know, you have this superpower that you didn't know you had, and now you got to go save the world, and you got to save your dog and stuff. So it's, but you know, I'm having fun with it. Like it's really cool. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, for uh, Spooky Game Month, I uh, I picked up now. I bought this game. I know it's on Game Pass, but I bought this game because uh, it was like $20 on sale because I ended up picking up uh, House of Ashes, the Dark Pictures Anthology. Oh, okay. So I picked up Dark Ashes this Friday, and I was like, but I haven't played the previous one, Little Hope. So I picked that one up too, and it was like 20 bucks. So I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, I like I said, I just like having physical copies of games. So uh, I ended up knocking out a couple hours of that. And have you played Man of Medan, the first one? This is a funny thing is I own like, okay, so, you know, the game. This they doesn't made sound for, like it's going to be funny, Jesse. It sounds like it's going to be pretty the, sad. The PS4, you know, they made the game on PS4. That's like my all time favorite game. That was a PlayStation exclusive. Until and dawn. I, and Yeah, until dawn. Yeah. And I and I own all of the games except for the newest one, but I haven't got around to playing them yet. That's not I, funny, Justin. I, that's, I, that's pretty sad. Because I want to play these with my wife, like because you know, like yeah, the whole yeah, I the whole multiplayer stuff. I have to play this game with my wife too. She doesn't want to play it because she um uh, she just likes to watch these type of games. So okay. and obviously since Spooky Games Month, she wanted to watch me play Visage. And after we finished the one chapter of Visage, I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be a while before I want to jump back into that again. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but Little Hope is actually really good because Man of Medan was kind of like, you know, it's a spooky gas type story of just spo- spoilers if you haven't played it. Do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, it's fine. I'm okay. Right. I'm not. It's I'm like not basically like a like a spooky gas that makes people hallucinate. That's okay. It. Okay. So, and it was like ah, I don't know if that's kind of I don't know. It's kind of like a bummer of a game reveal at the end. But this this one's got kind of like a. Little Hope is a little town in Massachusetts, and it's got strong ties to, like, Salem Witch Trial type stuff. Um, and you're this group of – you're a college professor and a group of college kids. Like, you know, your bus is going – driving through the dark and all of a sudden crashes. And, of course, you end up going to um, – you get off the bus, and then you end up wandering into this town, Little Hope, a.k.a. Silent Hill, because it's very reminiscent of Silent Hill because everything is foggy. And crazy ghosts, and you're seeing shit in the dark and whatever. And 
But what I, I what I love about this developer, um, super massive games, they do such a good job of really crafting a good story and like the choices you make matter. But not only like the choices, the relationships you make with the other characters, because you'll have now. I'm gonna say none of these characters have any redeeming qualities. They're all jerks. They're all idiots. None of them are really likable, except maybe one guy. But like, you know, it's like I don't care if everybody dies. I don't matter to me. But um, they, uh, yeah, they, they all have their own little like kind of personality traits. And in order for you to get out of this town, to get out of this, you know, haunted town, and not only that not only get out, but to find out what happened, like why you're seeing ghosts and why you're seeing a crazy little girl running around in the dark and whatever. Um, you have to kind of work together and you have to kind of appeal to each other's personalities. So like, you know, there's the awkward uh, boyfriend, girlfriend couple, like the one girl thinks like, you know, you could think to yourself, like to this guy, like, Hey, we're not really boyfriend, girlfriend. We're just kind of messing around and he could get really butt hurt by it. Or you could kind of play along with him just so he can kind of like think to himself like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and then you got this old lady who's just like kind of very high and mighty. But um, she's also really nervous about everything. So you have to appeal to her senses a little bit. And then you got your college professor who's a real dick, but he's the leader of the group. And you have to appeal to that sense of him that whenever he makes a decision, you have to kind of back him up or kind of pump him pump him in the chest a bit like, Hey man, you're leading this group. So you should be making some big decisions. And depending on the relationship, sometimes like, you know, this person could die or this person could make a completely different decision that, you know, maybe if you'd have treated that person differently, they would have made another different decision. So it's, it's really unique. Like it's one of those things that it's like, you could play this game, multiple playthroughs and get different outcomes. Pretty, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, um, I, I do want to get to all those games eventually here because I, yeah, like those. That's kind of my, like my my. I love those kind of that kind of stuff, and they do they do such a good job of it. I'm glad yeah, they really get, do. I'm glad you guys are here to play these games because uh, I am not. Okay. <laughs> well, Pass. spooky games month. A spooky games month only happens once a year, Corey. So <laughs> yeah. I know. Celebrate it. I know. So. No, but yeah, I, 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 it's actually like kind of genuinely spooky. Like, Man of Medan wasn't necessarily that spooky to me. Like, it was just like, oh, you're in a derelict ship, like whatever, and just small dark corridors. But this is kind of like unsettling in a way, and in a lot of certain moments. And there's, there's some decent jump scares that really kind of make you go, oh, you know. But, um, yeah, like I said, the characters are not likable, but I, I, I think they grow on you over time. Like they're growing on me to the point where it's like, ugh, I have to, I have to save this person. Ugh, fine, but you know, you, you have to, you, you really got to make like kind of like split second decisions that kind of make sense. And there was one scene I played recently. I'm not going to spoil it, but it was like you had to, you, you made the difference between trying to save two people, and you, you really, it, it wasn't like, I mean, one person died if you saved this person, but. There was the one. There was one correct answer to save both of them. So I'm going to leave you with just that. There is only one correct answer to save both of them, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Because <laughs> I found out. Because I was like, 
it sounds like I need to make this decision. I need to make this decision because because of what was happening in the scene. So like I I made the decision and it, it ended up working out. So then I turned to my wife. I was like, I think if I'd have made the other decision, it wouldn't have ended good. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, that's fun. But it's always fun. If you get, if you get to that point, you'll I think you'll know what I'm talking about, and anybody listening out there will be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know that scene, I know what I'm talking about. So, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a couple hours in, and um, it's really good. Like the kind of like the mystery of it, you get transported back in time to uh, a particular witch trial that happens, and uh, interestingly enough, like the characters that you're playing as now are the same characters from the from the you know the the, the backstory so like uh, every like time transported storyline you see it's with those same characters so it's it's kind of crazy like how they jump timelines and it's the same people but i'm pretty sure there's a really good reason for it i just don't know yet but yeah so Ooh. otherwise uh yeah like i said far cry 6 woohoo yeah it doesn't sound like a woohoo i mean it's fine it's fine like it's just to use your words exactly, Corey, it's fine. Mm. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. It's mm. fine. You know, it's fun to sh- it's fun to run around. It's fun to shoot. I got I got my little dog Chorizo now. I got the little wheelchair bound dog. So <laughs> he's a cute little fucker. You know, he just distracts people. That's his that's his stick. So like he'll run around and run up to an enemy, and the enemy will be shooting at you. Like oh look at the little puppy. And then you just blast them and brain them in the head. It's great. <laughs> the dog's like, ha, ah, and runs away. So, but I was, I was talking about it with the EXP cast guys earlier today, how it's like when that dog all of a sudden goes down and you have to revive your, you have to revive your animal, whatever, everything stops. It's like, I don't care what happens if I have to run into a fire to save this dog. <laughs> I am going to do it. Like everybody could be shooting at me, and it's like that slow motion scene of me running to the dog, like no, Chorizo, no, you know I will save you. <laughs> and it's like that meme. It's like that meme that I don't know if you know the one of uh, the big, uh, the big guy, the big knight taking all the arrows, and the little guy, and you know underneath him. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about yeah. So that's yeah. that's me saving Chorizo because I'm like. Taking and taking in all these like rocket blasts and like gunfire and everything and chorizo safe because of me. Yeah, yeah. When shit goes crazy in that game, it goes crazy. And in this game, it does, man. Like you, the, the one thing I learned is don't linger. Get what you need to get done in an area, whether you're in a base or in a stronghold or whatever. Get what you need to get done and get the hell out of there. Don't yeah, hang around because the more you hang around, the more enemies start spawning. And then they have like these special forces that come in. They come in with helicopters. They come in with tanks. They come yeah. in with armored <laughs> soldiers, man. Just get out of there. Get what you need to do and go. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And until you have what uh, weapons that, you know, have the ammunition that can actually take out the helicopters. And stuff. Know, there's a helicopter every 10 Screw. seconds in this game. <laughs> Like if, all, like if you go into a stronghold and like the alarm goes off two seconds later, I shoot you not two seconds later, a freaking helicopter comes in. Like, what are you doing? Like sitting in the sky, like, oh boy, I hope someone trips an alarm today. Like, it's crazy how fast this response time is. Like, come yeah. on. Dude, you know? it's, and, it's the same yeah. thing. It's a Ubisoft thing because the same freaking stuff happened in Breakpoint. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. 
anytime like you tripped an alarm all these like hunter killer drones and helicopters coming out of nowhere within seconds like what the hell yeah and i like that the first time that had happened i was like like i other than my the you know the backpack that does the the special like the rocket launcher thing where yeah it just launches i forgot i forget i have that i forget i have yeah. that sometimes because it's yeah. like man i'm running around trying to like use a turret gun to like take out these helicopters and i was like wait a minute i got a backpack full of rockets why the fuck do i use that sure enough <laughs> yeah but it, like but if you know but then it it's still on a cooldown. so like yeah, a lot yeah. of times you'll run into one where you, and you don't have that readied and so like i had the other day i was playing it and and i had a just a perfectly timed uh emp grenade that i threw and it knocked the the power out of the the helicopter and it fell down to the ground cool. <laughs> yeah so i yeah i have to i have to kind of remind myself next time i jump into it which i don't know when that's going to happen because guardians of the galaxy comes out this week and i picked up um i haven't played it yet but i picked up like wrc 10 racing game and you know I, man i'm not gonna have time to like play far cry 6 i think this is gonna like get tossed aside and this I'll is, probably never play it for a while. This is like every Assassin's Creed game for me where, like, I know I like uh, playing Assassin's Creed. But, like, just the time of year it comes out, it's like, man, this is like a... Yeah. I'll get to you when you go on sale inevitably in three months for, like, half price. No kidding, yeah. Yeah, I, I felt that way with Valhalla, man. I loved the hell out of the game when that came out. And I still do to a point. But they make... The, Ubisoft just, like, puts in filler you don't need to put in filler see i uh, just make a good game what i what i played uh valhalla i i actually didn't care for because i played so much odyssey yeah even leading into valhalla because i wanted to finish it which i spoilers i still haven't finished odyssey because it's too big uh well i was gonna say did you get at least one ending because there's three stupid endings to this no there's more than that now with the dlc like the dlc leads directly into valhalla yeah yeah so like the atlanta stuff i watched i watched a video play uh playthrough of the endings so i know all the endings of uh odyssey so yeah shout out out to hypecaster in the chat he says 4.99 is the purchase price (laughs) for valhalla right now (laughs) I love Antonio. Antonio, come on the oh. show soon. We love you. Uh, yeah. Anyways, what where were we at? Oh, uh, I was just complaining about Ubisoft. Yeah. How they just cram in a bunch of like crap you don't need in your games. Yeah, and I know we talked a lot already about how we feel like they have an identity crisis at this point. Yeah, because when they came out with uh, uh, what was it, Farpoint or uh, Ghost Recon, whatever, uh, Ghost Recon Fortnite. Like, something something stupid yeah, something like that. like that and it's like hey this is what you guys wanted right right and the entire <laughs> fan base is like no none of us said we wanted this and we've actually vehemently opposed this game we've told you front line front line whatever i don't care yeah <laughs> ubisoft well, is like wait a minute to be fair so you don't want this <laughs> to be fair i have both of the last two ghost recon games and i played like two hours of wildlands and i wanted to like it and i just i didn't yeah. and then i loved wildlands i loved wildlands breakpoint was like they made it like impossible to play like well, I, I, I hate i hate it when games make it impossible to play by yourself 
Yeah. It's the same thing with kind of Back for Blood. It, it makes it almost impossible to play by yourself unless you play it on the easiest difficulty. And Breakpoint's the same way. Like, it makes it impossible to play by yourself. And thankfully, after two years of being out, they put out the co-op, the AI co-op players. But, you know. Well, let's see what they do with this, the rumored Splinter Cell game that they're making. Yeah, I'm they, actually... If they turn that into a multiplayer, uh, <laughs> I'm going to flip. I'm actually adding yeah. it to the doc right now because I kind of want to talk about that. Uh, of Man, course, we got too much news. I know. I mean, look, we don't we don't have to talk about all this. We can kind of just skip around. We, we, yeah, we can skim through, I guess. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. that's so that's what I've been playing. That's nice, nice. Yeah. No, you know what? This Splinter Cell is going to be a free to play battle royale. <laughs> um, I'm out of here. Ah. <laughs> uh, Man. Yeah, as as far as what I've been playing though, I uh yeah, it's really the only thing I've gotten a chance to play was uh was Far Cry six. So I'm you know, I'm kind of in the same boat. I uh I still think I liked the setting better of Far Cry five. <clears throat> but they but with this game they at least do take a lot of the things I loved of Far Cry 5 and like I do really enjoy like the the you know having all the stuff that you can upgrade and and uh, much more customization of weapons and things like that in uh in Far Cry 6 that that you know they really didn't have in Far Cry 5 but but yeah otherwise um yeah Far Cry 6 is really all I've been playing but I the thing is, is these kind of games, I I never really truly truly play them the way they're they're meant to be played. Um, for me, it's just a chance to you know screw around and just have fun in a world, and you know that's essentially what all I do when I play these kind of games. I think that's I, actually how they mean for you to play the game. Like honestly, yeah. those yeah. open world sandbox games are meant for that kind of gameplay. Like I don't I don't like that. I like to be as direct as possible. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. If they'd have turned mean, like, Far, if they'd have turned Far Cry, because the first Far Cry was very linear. If they'd have kind of turned Far Cry back to that to be a little bit more linear gameplay, I probably would would love it more. But eh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm in the yeah, minority. It, yeah, and see, like honestly, the only story Far Cry story that I really, really, really enjoyed enough to actually play through the entire game was was Far Cry Five. Um, Did you like Far Cry Five better than Six? Uh, yeah. I mean, most, most I like the setting a little bit more. Um, like I don't mind the setting in this, but like I tried after finishing Five, though I tried going to Four, and and it's just like like so much stuff that was in Four got improved on in Five, like as far as mechanics go. And so it was really hard for me to to go back to four, um, but I do feel like six is a really really good upgrade to some of those mechanics that were in five, and like I was saying uh, before you came back there, like the, I like the amount of customization, and you know, but there is a little it's a little tedious though the collecting of stuff to be able to get to the point of you know making these parts for your guns and things like that that I'm yeah. not a, a big fan of. Like, I wish, like, they would do the whole, like, Call of Duty kind of thing where 
once you made a certain site, that site could go on any of the guns that you have kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just made them part of those, the, the FND boxes or whatever that you find throughout the map that you... Yeah, that like, have. you open up an FND box and it's gunpowder. Yeah. Like, really, I, I yeah. killed 20 people to get to this damn box and you give me gunpowder. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that makes me upset. Yeah, they, they could have at least did, like, where, like, you could get, like, a certain scythe or certain stocks or certain whatever for your for your guns in those things, you know? Like, I yeah. think that would have been better than, than making you just grab all this crap everywhere and then having to build them yourself. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. They, wanted, they, want, they want you to get 80 hours of gameplay because that's what you want yeah. out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it is, it is what it is. But yeah, I I still do think I like five uh, overall a lot more. I just loved the the insanely over the top like uh, cult stuff that was going on in five. Like I I just loved all that with the goofiness mm-hmm. of the you know the one chick that would just like appear out of nowhere and you know like. Yeah, there. But I do, I do like, like a lot of the improvements that they've done in this in six, though. Like, there, there's a lot more, definitely a lot more customization, and you know, for better or for worse, um, it still, you know, makes makes a lot more stuff that you can do if you if that's what you you know care about. But, but yeah, that's. That's pretty much all I've really been playing uh, recently. Nice. Sick. Nice. Uh, For me, it hasn't really been uh, a lot other than Metroid Dread and uh, Tetris Effect, which I don't know how much I have left to say about those games. Uh, I was planning to play more games this this week, but uh, turns out, when you think you have the week off, you really don't have the week off, especially with uh, two kids and stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's why I don't have those things. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's my a choice. <laughs> my my wife still does a lot of the work, but it's still they're still here. So yeah. Uh, then I was planning on playing some games this weekend, but then I, you know, got sick. And sometimes when you're sick, you just don't feel like playing games, which kind of sucks. Because yeah, you just feel like sleeping. Yeah. So, which I tried to do, but then my throat was so dry and started hurting that I kept waking up. <clears throat> yeah. So mm-hmm. gross. Sick. That that time of the year. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I can feel myself profusely sweating right now as we speak, actually. So, um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get into the news, uh, but before we get into the the real news, uh, just found out that Halo Infinite is going to have a campaign reveal tomorrow morning at six a.m. Pacific time. So yeah, I saw that pop through my YouTube. Yeah, so yeah, nine a.m. Eastern. So if you want to watch it, that's an odd time to have that, I think. Uh, 
but yeah i know i know we had gotten uh what was it there talking about um having something you know a couple like what was that last week that they were talking about yeah so uh that's exciting so we will talk about that more next week uh because we are recording on sunday for those of you who listen on the podcast feeds on tuesdays uh Mm. we record the show on sundays so we will not have seen it yet uh i mean if either one of you are available at some point we can kind of do a mini episode if you want but i mean we can talk about it next week as well so uh so we're gonna get on to all all of this news which i thought was like hey this is a short news week we'll be able to spend time on a topic it'll be fun no there's like a thousand news stories this week which we might not get to well, everything on the lo- stock because a, it's a like, lot of these we can like shoot right through so yeah 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 yeah. Because a lot of especially like I feel the, like I feel like this first one we talked about before, but yeah. it's just Phil Spencer doubling down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He actually had more of something to say it felt like this yeah. time around than like, yeah, we're still looking, whatever. Uh so this first story, uh Phil Spencer it reiterates that Xbox is uh always looking for new studios to purchase as long as they make sense. Um his uh there's a tweet going around that says, we're definitely not done. There's no quota, no timeline where I have to go acquire studios by a certain time. But if we find a studio that's a good fit, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about this before. I wonder if, I mean, I, I want to get, I want to know what you guys think about this, but I, I wonder if this is like, I wonder if the initiative working with, uh uh crystal, crystal dynamics, dynamics. Oh, yeah, is yeah. is a test bed for this i wonder if square is looking to offload their western division at some point uh we did talk about this before we did that yeah it was it, it would make sense because you know square enix's Jap- japanese market is much bigger yeah than their western market and um, and we we you know, know they, we know how well they handle their Western studios at this point. I mean, yeah. And I, I think it remains to be seen. I mean, they, they could have some really great success with Guardians of the Galaxy. That has been getting some pretty big hype behind it, you know, and that's a Square Enix published title. Obviously, they failed with Avengers, even though there's, like, a good game in there. If it's bogged down by microtransactions and other mm-hmm. bullshit. But... um. If they would have just yeah. made it, if they would have just made an Avengers game in the in the wake of like a Tomb Raider or something, I feel like it would have been yeah. way better. Yeah, would have been. I mean, what are the biggest complaints about? No one's complaining about the combat. No one's complaining about you know the cutscenes or the story or anything like that. It's actually a very interesting story. But everyone's always complaining about all the other like you know you got to go on quests to find scroll scrolls or coins or other bullshit things or whatever like. That's what most people people are complaining about. If you take all that out of it, mm-hmm. there's a good game in there. The the part that ruined it for me was like the the loot stuff. Yeah. You know, like you could have just made this like a RPG with like a like a uh up, up upgrade tree or something, like a skill tree. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like I liked I liked the story of the Avengers. I I did try to go back and play the Hawkeye stuff and I was like, man, I just don't want to play this anymore. Uh, mm. and I didn't even try the Black Panther stuff that just came out, but <clears throat> um, I do think Guardians of the Galaxy is the way they should have gone, right? 
Yeah, I think it's going to be the once they see how successful it is. I mean, I, I I'm really putting my chips in it to mm-hmm. be for it to be a success. Yeah, you know, once they see that that works, that's when I think maybe they'll. You know, it, it's funny because there's a lot of there's a lot of these game developers that think like multiplayer and like big large ecosystems are the way to go, but you know. Well, everybody will tried and true single player games are, you know, what people kind of want more sometimes. Well, everybody either wants a piece of the Destiny pie or everybody wants a piece of the Fortnite pie. Right. And there's only so much room to go around. Right. I think the especially with the way that Avengers went right. The the closest success that anybody's had to Destiny was probably the division. Right. Like that first game. Very short time. Yeah. Very short time because Destiny 2 or Division 2 kind of man that lost players within the first couple months yeah remember there was that like, rumor that they usually. were going to cancel the like all the co- the bonus content for that and stuff and then they mm-hmm. they doubled down and like no we're gonna at least finish this uh war uh what war zone of new york or whatever uh expansion yeah. and now they're making the free-to-play one, <laughs> the free-to-play one which is also yeah. coming god usf has a ton of free-to-play games coming that's like really hmm because that's gonna make it's gonna make them more money. Yeah, see, is it though? Because they put out Hyperscape and that game died on the vine. Like nobody talked about it after that initial beta that you know all the streamers were playing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's the thing is like they like a, a lot of these companies like that have been doing this like multiplayer online always crap for so long that that like now if if they do release uh like a single player game and it does like really really well that isn't plagued with all that nonsense like i would hope that they would see that you know like this is this did really well like okay maybe maybe we do need to at least have an a uh, whole you know, section of our of our company that's working on making these kind of games as well. See, like, and that's I the think... problem because you could have a you could make a single player game, but then there's always that fear it's going to turn into the next Cyberpunk, because mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is that full fledged single player that they spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on, and it came yeah. out to a colossal yep. failure. They say it made money for them on paper, but we all know that the ecosystem doesn't treat it that way. Like yeah. that game is universally panned. The, prob- PC owner. the problem is the games are way too expensive to make now. Yes. And the only way to make your money back is to try to hit one of these, you know, always online things and nickel and dime everybody or just, or be the first part, be a first party studio, suck it up and make your 30% off of every other game sold on your store. That's like, I mean, that's it. Just feels so that's what it feels. Going like. back to the so going back to the original story. Yeah. You know, before we get way too sidetracked, um, who do you think they would? Are Are you think, thinking it's going to be a Square Enix studio that they'll pick up? I I I think they'll try to, I think they'll try to purchase Crystal Dynamics and IDOS Montreal. Yeah. You know, it would be cool to see another Deus Ex. Yeah, it really would. Because I, and think, I think Microsoft having having their back, I think, would be huge. Yeah, because then they wouldn't if the game's coming to Game Pass, they wouldn't have to worry about budget or time or anything like they could just make the game they want to make, however big or however small, and, and they could just make it, you know. And, and yeah, they, and I think that part, yeah, that's part of going back to our initial conversation is that you have a big publishing arm like Microsoft that says, like, make the game that you want. 
you know? And I wonder, no. I wonder if they haven't purchased them outright yet because of the, like, because of the publishing deal they have for Avengers and the yeah. Marvel deal and Guardians. Like, I wonder if that's like the only reason why they haven't done it yet. Well, I, my thing too is I, like, I wonder, like, would, would Microsoft also, though, try to, if, if they did that, like, try to make some kind of deal to, to buy, like, the Tomb Raider? Uh, well, I mean, it, they already it, tried that. They would, well, they would, ha- like, it, I, I feel like they would have to, right? Like, what's, what's a Japanese studio going to do with Tomb Raider, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. No, no, no offense, but like their Japanese studios are making JRPGs and like you know Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, smaller games like Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy and stuff. Like, what are they going to do with Tomb Raider in that scenario? Right? Wow, it looks I great. Love the name of that game. I'm sorry, that, that game looks great, but the stupid name. Uh, the stupid Triangle Strategy. Wow. Uh, yeah. But like, what are those studios going to do with the Tomb Raider franchise? Like, I feel like these these studios are worth more with the IP than because I feel like Square would get, they would definitely get more money if they sold the IP with these studios, you know? Mm-hmm, so yeah. I don't know that that's my well, take, but I mean, do you yeah. think, do you think Microsoft's trying to overachieve here by purchasing more studios? I think the comment of them saying there's no quota and no timeline. So I think they basically pumped the brakes to say, okay, all right, let's drop it. Let's kind of see what these studios that we've acquired have already done, but then like keep our ears open just in case if you know something else kind of comes through the cracks or you know some other we approach some other studio and we have a good relationship with, and then maybe you know it kind of organically comes to pass where you know yeah okay we'll we'll pick you up as a kind of like an in-house studio. So um, I don't think we're gonna see anything probably anything announced probably for a very long time. Like I said, I. I really don't think it's going to be happening like over the horizon, like within the next month or two, that they're going to come out to say like, "Hey, we just picked up Crystal Dynamics," you know. Yeah, I mean, they—it's definitely they've you know been very st- uh, strategic about like who they they pick and choose, and like you know, like he like he kind of said, there's got to be a reason for it, and especially I think, now, you know, like because. Because, yeah, like Microsoft has the kind of money where they could just literally go out and just buy whatever, you know, but that's not that's not really what it's about for them. They 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 know that they have needs and things that they're lacking in, you know, and and if they can, you know, find something that can kind of fill that that position and and it makes sense for them, they'll do it. But like, yeah, I mean, it. They've kind of, even though they have money, they're not, you know, they're not just trying to throw it everywhere. Right. Like they, sure. like they could, <laughs> you know, they definitely could do that, but. Yeah. Okay. We were supposed well, to go through these news stories quicker. I know. <laughs> Speaking of. It never happens with us. God. <laughs> Speak. Uh, I mean, I think these first few we can deep dive, but th- there is some on here we can just skim through. Right. So uh, speaking of on the horizon. Spoilers, guys. Digital Foundry thinks that Forza Horizon 5 looks great on Xbox Series X. Listen, I didn't need Digital Foundry to tell me that. I mean... Those E3 gameplay trailers, dude. Okay, thanks, Digital Foundry, for doing what you're doing, but I didn't need to be told that. (laughs) All I'm saying is that uh, there's this orange car that falls out of the back of an airplane, and you just start driving, which is really cool. 
That's all I'm saying. I'm really I'm really excited for Forza Horizon, guys. I don't really have a I don't really have a lot to say about it anymore, really. I'm just really excited to play this game. It's been a while since I got in have been into a racing game. Horizon is usually the game that I'm aim for. I think this one looks awesome. Oh yeah. Just a level of polish and detail in the environments and stuff mm-hmm. because I tend to like especially in the Horizon games because there's always so much to look at mm-hmm. and so much detail in the environments that I, I I I tend to waver in like what I'm looking at and like oh man look at that shit look at that sunlight over there that's fucking beautiful man like and then all of a sudden like look at the mountains up there wow or like that and then I'm like crashing into things there's a volcano with lava yeah. that you can yeah, race by well, all of a sudden you fall into the lava because you're looking at it. Well, like what this game, what these games always do, like great that, you know, has the whole online thing, but you don't technically need to be playing, you know, multiplayer as I love, you know, I love when games are really good about doing the, the competition with friends stuff. Like the more, oh, the, okay, more we're going there. The, the more friends <laughs> you have, you have playing these games, the more, the more fun it is to you know, try to, you know, nice. compete. Cause like, well, they, they still do like, that thing where like they try to emulate the way your friends drive. Right. And even if yeah, your friends are on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. What yeah. A, remember all these dumb names we thought were stupid, but now they make so much sense. Drive was not, yeah. was one of them. It was definitely one of yeah, them. Yeah. It really doesn't make sense. Thankfully you can actually turn that, you can turn that feature off. Yeah. So, cause yeah, I, I had that string in one in Forza Motorsport. I forget which one, but a lot of my friends drive like assholes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was sudden, like I'm pretty every, sure it was like five. Whatever the first one for Xbox One was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, the first or second one. But yeah, I remember just like all my friends drive like jerks, and that showed up in my tournaments and my cups that I would participate in. And I'd be like, man, this is this, this is stupid. So once I turned that feature off and just played as the computer AI. It improved the gameplay dramatically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I I'm more I'm more so talking about like where you can you know try to beat people's uh, like best times or like oh, you yeah, know like the, the little the little game. the little side things where you where you can kind of compete with your friends like me and Ed for a little while there on on Horizon Four I think it was or three where uh, we're constantly trying to beat each other's times in certain things and like that's that's what i loved about like the uh trials games uh is like trying to beat friends <laughs> the more friends i had you know playing those games the the more fun it was to try to you know compete with some of those times and stuff like that yeah so going back to kind of like the, what digital foundry said they've kind of obviously they recommend typically it's hard to recommend anything other than 60 frames per second or better but the sense is that Playground Games has finally honed the 30 frames a second quality mode to the point where it's actually very different to choose between the two. So, you know, sometimes you could definitely tell the difference. Like, you can see the quality is bumped high, yeah. but the frame rate is very low, mm-hmm. you know, 30 frames a second to accommodate that quality. Right, because, like, for Forza Horizon 4, you would use, like, if you were taking screenshots or whatever, you'd definitely bump it up to, qual- uh, perf- uh, what is it, quality quality, quality mode. Yeah, high quality. And, and yep. you would get, like, all all of the textures and everything and then you would just race on performance mode and you know which still look great but it just like you could there's a different 
quality of the graphics, but the 60 frames is so much nicer. But like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, that, but that's fine. That all that all kind of like ties into it because, um, you know, like a lot of times with 30 frames a second, like the frame rate will kind of dip because the quality's tried to load in, the textures are trying to load in. Whereas 60 frames a second, you don't notice the lower texture resolution because you're flying at such like a kind of like a good clip. But yeah, um, yeah they kind of said it's it's remarkable that that both high performance and both high quality modes in this game are actually pretty pretty stellar so whatever whatever you prefer if you prefer good, good resolution or just good frame rate i think you're going to have a great gameplay experience regardless yeah well and 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 if your your monitor tv supports variable the variable refresh rate stuff like that always helps too so yeah th- i imagine this is going to be 120 frames a second right out the gate i, I would imagine there's probably going to have a, a a version of it yeah that runs that yeah, because this art this article on uh, um, pure Xbox doesn't really say if it does or not, but yeah. it's okay. I think they said it could run at 1080p and 120. Yeah, and then it's like 1440p at 60, and then 4K at 30. I think is what they said originally. I'm excited for this. <clears throat> I'm also excited. Stoy, we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, we are, man. Because I want to. <laughs> I'm gonna play this. I want to play Guardians. It's gonna be a good time. Well, this game doesn't come out for another couple of weeks, so you, you'll at least have a good contingent of time to play uh, to play Guardians. But yeah, I know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I keep getting what is it the eighteenth that it comes out? Ninth. November ninth. The or ninth. Yeah, ninth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. Uh, speaking of games that aren't coming out for a while, <laughs> <laughs> our next story uh, is from Video Games Chronicle. A deck a decade later. Ubisoft has finally greenlit a new Splinter Cell, sources claim. Um, There's not really a lot of info here. It's just kind of, you know, going through what Splinter Cell is. But what do you guys want from a new Splinter Cell game? That's exciting, I think, to some people, right? You guys play Blacklist at all? Yeah, I like Blacklist. I played it it on the Wii U. It kind of rebooted the franchise a little bit because like they saw sam fisher as kind of like the you know not not evolving just sam fisher is always sam fisher yeah and that's how they wanted to treat it because like we saw sam fisher grow between like the first three and then splitter cell conviction you know where he's like kind of like the grizzled old guy that just kind of is just like the bitter old man kind of thing to where blacklist kind of rebooted it to be like okay let's make him a little bit younger and a little bit fresher take on the whole story thing, but um, you think you think this is a reboot, or you think this is a continuation? I think this should be a reboot. I mean, if enough time has gone by, there's a good digit of people that don't know what the hell Splinter Cell is. I know because it's know? been what? When did when did Blacklist come out? 2013, I want to say. It over 10 years ago. I I, I would imagine. So, yeah, because we didn't. Cause, we didn't have one. We didn't have well, a new one during the Xbox One at all. No, right? but it came yeah. out. It came out the year that those consoles came out, because I bought it on the Wii U. I bought it on the Wii U too, and it came out. Yeah, it did come out 2013. Okay. So. Yeah. So almost 10 years old. Yeah. So, uh, man, if they're gonna reboot it, I almost, I almost feel like they should almost go like the Batman Beyond route of this, where like he's. He's like now the leader, or Sam Fisher's now the leader of like the third echelon, or like a, 
I don't want to say a rogue group, but like a breakoff group. And he's training his own agents to do these special ops, you know, missions and stuff. And maybe you take on a new character almost. You know what? It's like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. I want to play. Okay. You know, or maybe if we have some sort of uh Sam Fisher like character. So like say for example that we could go with that story to say like okay, Sam Fisher is the leader of the third echelon, but I don't want to play as a rookie agent. Yeah. I want to play as someone who is experienced, who's grizzled. I don't want to have to go through the growing pains of like, oh, he's it's a coming of age story of a super spy, you know, whatever. Like I just want to play as an expert right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad story premise, which you said, Corey, but I I think I've kind of like done with the whole storyline of just like, well, you're playing as a rogue agent trying to learn the ropes. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd like it to be somewhat similar to like, not, not quite Hitman because Hitman's a different thing. It, it, like it doesn't fully fit in that kind of game type because you still, you still gotta have like reason for, for the high tech you know, gadgets and all that stuff that, you know, like those kinds of things that, that you're, that, that those games are kind of known for. It's more of like a 007 kind of thing than a, than a Hitman thing. Yeah. But I do, I would like it to be a little bit more sandboxy, like where, like, uh, like more, almost more like a, like a Metal Gear Solid game. I don't agree with either of you people. <laughs> Here's what okay, here's what Hypecasters Hypecaster says in the chat. Let's see if let's see if let's see if Stoy likes this one. Uh, Sam Fisher should be the guy in the chair. Have him beat old AF and take a bullet. Then he trains his stepdaughter. Boom, gold. <laughs> I, I can see that he does have a daughter. You know, maybe she maybe she gets in the spy game. Honestly, maybe. that would be kind of unique. That, I think that would be very groundbreaking. Have it be a female agent. You know, yeah. Or he puts his brain in a robot body. <laughs> Jesse, you're the only one laughing here. Jesse, you're fired. Jesse, you're done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Good. Now we don't have to go over this Ghostbusters story. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm not super ingrained in Splinter Cell. I think it would be neat to bring it back in a way that's uh that keeps sam fisher around at least like i i feel like he's iconic enough it's it's not like assassin's creed where you can change the protagonist every time and be like oh this is this is this is it now you know but yeah uh, well i mean halo infinite you know i mean going back to the halo universe it's like every time they've tried to you know put in new characters or new lead characters they've you know the fan base is not, you know, embraced it enough. Yeah. You know, so now where where it's like Halo has to be synonymous with Master Chief, mm -hmm. and it always has to be that way. I mean, it sucks because mm -hmm. you can make spinoff titles. So like, but if you want to make a mainline Splinter Cell game, mm -hmm. it almost has to be Sam Fisher. Like, it, yeah. like it just has to be. Mm -hmm. So there I been, would see. There I, been, I, would, I would see more of a reboot. Yeah. There have been very few. Very few franchises that have made the character transition and made it well, you know. Yeah. Like, I would argue Gears did it pretty well, but also Marcus is still involved, so like, you know, I don't know yeah. how, you know. Well, the Resident Evil games do that every now and then. Like, the, obviously, it's like you play as a different character in most every game, 
you know, I think Resident Evil 7 was like the biggest jump because it introduced a whole new character mm-hmm. yeah. instead of just rehashing one of the older ones. Yeah. yeah. It's... But I, yeah, I think as long as you do a handing of the torch like thing well, it, it, it works. But yeah, you've got to you've got to have, uh, you know, have that a good a good story plot, yeah. you know, kind of leading that way. It's almost like if you were playing Mario, Super Mario Brothers, but you weren't playing as Mario, you were playing some guys like Carlos. <laughs> Super Carlos Brothers. Yeah. yeah. He's like Mario, he's like a Mario's third cousin. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. Anybody he else spent have a couple to say? Of years in prison. <laughs> Anybody have anything else to say about? <laughs> we know the answer no. to Mario is missing now. <laughs> Carlos yeah. is behind it. Yeah. Uh, anybody have anything else to say about Splinter Cell before we move on? No. No. Uh, all right. Moving on. This one will probably be a quick one because I have zero interest in this. But Jesse, this one is was added specifically for you. So I know how big of a Ghostbusters fan you are. Nobody's really talking about this. Uh, Ghostbusters yeah. is the next game from the Friday the 13th devs. Uh, it was leaked on a podcast. Uh where he wasn't really supposed to say anything about it, and it just it just leaked. Ilphonic is the is the de- is the developer. Uh, big uh, he it just you know Ghostbusters as a I guess would be what a four or five v one type game the way that yeah. Friday Thirteenth and Predator were. That's that's the thing is like I. I kind of, I kind of hoped this would be more like uh, uh, Back for Blood, you know, like where you have, where you can do the four, you know, four, you play with friends online, um, type of thing, but you have like a an actual story plot that you're going through, like Back for Blood, and and you have ghosts and all that stuff that are kind of coming at you, and you've got to work together. To try to clear clear the hordes of ghosts and stuff out as you're progressing through the story, like that's kind of what I hope it ends up being. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, yeah, I mean the people who are doing it—that's not what they're known for. They're known for doing the the four v one or whatever. Yeah, um, I think it would be interesting you know, for so. a studio like this to take a different direction, though, right? I mean, we we've, yeah. we've been seeing studios t- change directions uh a lot recently right like yeah like gorilla from kill zone to horizon or you know just <clears throat> the way that uh the zelda team transitioned from you know old school zelda to breath of the wild right like i mean studios have been doing this and you know i don't think it's as hard for a smaller studio to make that transition as you know say a bigger triple a studio so maybe they could go that way well, and I mean, it's not, you know, if you think about it, it's not really that much of a, you know, a change from what they're, they're used to doing, you know, like I, like, I know, like, Evolve, that game never really went very far, but that was a nope. really, really cool, like, that world and, and like, what, the, what you did and what they did in that game was really cool but it just didn't quite hit the mark and 
And to me, like, I, I'm too worried that if they did try doing that with Ghostbusters, that that it would end up having that same kind of fate. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm kind of hoping that they they focus more on a story and and you know letting you play ghostbusters with your friends i think is the the safest way to go but i also think that that's kind of what you need for that franchise is um is just something where you're doing a story and you can do it with friends and you know and just kind of play at your leisure um yeah, I yeah, I was, I was kind of I was excited and worried at the same time when they announced this because like I remember the last Ghostbuster game they made, it it was all right, but it it still was there was still some stuff about it that just I think it was lacking. Like I I do. Are you talking about the top? Had a, are you talking about the top down one that they did? Or are you talking about the one that came the, out? The on... first person. The the yeah the one that that they, the third person or whatever oh the one, one that, that was kind of like uh, recently yeah okay okay yeah 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 I mean that one they did a really good job with the story wise that was an actual canon to the original the original movie the movies I should say um, but it lacked um, it lacked some of that that. Uh, the fun like with friends type stuff yeah so i don't i don't know i i guess we'll see (laughs) if it ends up being true that's that's all i can really honestly say at this point is we'll see but i i do hope that they figure it out because we really haven't had a uh really really good ghostbuster game yet so still you have anything to say about this Ghostbusters is a dead franchise and needs to stay dead. Hmm. Listen, I love the Ghostbusters franchise. I love the first two movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up watching them, loved them to death. I had all the figures. Peter Venkman naturally is my favorite Ghostbuster. I don't, you know, you can imagine why. But um, it's one of those things that the Ghostbusters was a product of the 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. And if you try to kind of take that magic to the current generation now, it's not going to translate. It's not going to, new audiences are not going to latch on to this. This is something for us. Um, you don't think that new is movie is going to do anything for this? I, the new movie is going to be doing good, but compare that movie to the original too. It's it, it's widely different. I mean, the new yeah. Ghostbusters movie is going to appeal to those Stranger Things audience. Mm-hmm. And that's where Ghostbusters should go. So if they're going to make a new if they're going to make a new Ghostbusters game, um, they need to kind of abandon that old Ghostbusters look and style of it and adopt this new generation of Ghostbusters fans. Mm -hmm. So Hypecaster's mad at me. I'm sorry, Hypecaster. I see him. Well, so so this is the thing. Like, like there there is like... I, I don't know if they consider it canon. I personally like. I just love Ghostbusters in general. So, so like anything. I love it too. Like I said, any, I love it too. Well, but it needs no. to stay in that era. It needs to stay in that era, and that's the reason why we haven't seen anything new from the Back to the Future franchise. I love to death the Back to the Future franchise. It doesn't need to come back. 
well, it doesn't. It needs so to stay the, where it is. I think I think it's kind of though that the same thing that like Star Wars has run into where where I think it does fine if you actually move forward and you abandon the old characters and you make new new characters like they had such a great cast in the uh, extreme Ghostbusters cartoon like that that cast that they had in that that new version you know they had a girl in it that was really like the girl character was actually super interesting and like it was some of the old original characters you know were helping these new kids out of college you know become the new you know take the place of the originals and i i think if they would have stuck with that moving forward into the movies and actually went with the extreme ghostbuster route i think it would have been a we would have already been to a point of where we would have been getting like good movies and have you know good stuff that's new that's abandoned like not completely but like like uh gears of war has kind of been that passing of the of the torch and we'd we'd be able to be in a whole you know new era with new characters and and if they did it right you know i would still enjoy the movies and still enjoy it even though it's not the the original characters that i grew up with cuz i i know i'm rare in that sense that i don't mind change when it comes to things sometimes as long as it's done right but like i don't know like i i i've been wanting new characters for the ghostbusters for a long time now you know like i'm like star wars i'm done with the old characters those movies were were great and they did what they they needed to do but i'm ready for a new group of of characters and and to you learn got about one. it was the all female ghostbusters team how'd you like that one I honestly, I didn't mind it as much okay. as, you know, like I, I honestly didn't mind that movie. I, I didn't think it, it was as bad as a lot of people made it seem. Um, but I, you know, I also liked the, a lot of the, the women that, the, that were playing the characters like uh, comedian wise, like I, I, I think a lot of them were funny. So mm-hmm. it, it worked, it worked well enough for me. Like, you know, like, yeah, it, it was a little too to comedy versus the the sci-fi for me um but you know it's still it's still in my opinion wasn't wasn't awful it wasn't you know the best thing ever either but it just was fine (laughs) but i'm gonna let you all in on a little secret i've never seen ghostbusters any of them Uh, i i figured that (laughs) i mean we've talked about this is Corey. Well, this is you are talking about. There's, you know, there's certain things that, I mean, like Kayla from Bad Bitches, she like never watches anything either. Like, I, you know, there's just some people who just, I mean, that's just not, yeah, not their thing. Like, I, I'm getting more and more that way though now, where TV shows are so good nowadays that I don't even care about. I don't pay attention to movies. Yeah. Because like the, the shows are just so much better. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Well, we we can talk about it later. I saw the I saw the new 007 movie last week. It was like really refreshing to watch something that wasn't like superheroes or 
like I get what you would say, like nerd culture type stuff, which don't get me wrong. I, I like all that stuff. It's just like, it's really refreshing to see this and not see people just crushing everybody's dreams from the 1980s <laughs> in one mm-hmm. tweet, you know, like it was so, yeah, uh, man, Hypecaster's really mad at me now. <laughs> yeah, he's mad at he's mad at both of us. <laughs> but no, uh, like 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 I said, I mean, just to put this na- put this nail in the coffin. I mean, ah, uh, whatever. I already said my piece. Never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of nails in the coffin, uh, so the, the next few stories we're just gonna blow through because. Well, there's not really much to say. Uh, Activision Blizzard has renamed Overwatch's McCree character to Cole Cassidy. The official tweet says, uh, the first thing a renegade loses is their name. And this one gave up his a long time ago. Running from his past meant running from himself. And each passing year only widened the divide between who he had been and what he had become. But in every cowboy's life, there's there comes a time when he has to stop and make a and make a stand uh, to make this new Overwatch better, to make things right. We had to be honest with his, he had to be honest with his team and himself. The cowboy he rode, uh, he was rode into the sunset, and Cole Cassidy faced the world at dawn. So, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I know this Activision Blizzard lawsuit stuff is still going on. But and I know like the team has can only do so much, right? I think this was uh, probably an important change. Uh, I know the internet's probably gonna rip it apart because, uh, oh, just take him out of the game or you know whatever. Uh, but I think this is uh something that had to be done, and I think that they did made the right choice. Um, Listen, you're damned if you do, and you're damned yeah. if you do. So like, yeah, it's just whatever this is this is the best outcome yeah this is the best thing that needed to get done because yeah. there's probably a lot of people that use this character so if you would just mm-hmm. blatantly took him out of a game because he was named after you know a, a, an ex an ex studio developer like mm-hmm. you know that that would have pissed off people so whatever yeah deal with the name change get over it you'll well, you'll, you'll go to sleep like a normal human being tonight yeah and, well and you and we know that the the only people who are gonna make a big deal about it are people who don't even play the game anyways a small minority a small well, yes but very vocal minority but they yeah. can go jump up take a long walk off a short pier yeah and like i said they they probably <laughs> stopped they probably stopped playing the game years ago anyways so who cares they're just, they're they're just complaining they're just complaining because they they want to complain That's yeah all. whatever let them so good on them. I hope that this change leads to bigger changes at that studio. Uh, yes. I mean, I know they have a long road ahead of them, but this was a good first step, I feel like. so. 20 or... people just got canned recently. <clears throat> yeah. So that was the other news, that 20 people just uh, just conveniently lost their jobs in a re- restructuring process. So yeah. good. That's, uh, that's one way to change. say it. Change is happening. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, GTA, the remastered uh, definitive edition, is coming on November 11th. It uh, a lot of uh, I know a lot of people were like they were like, oh, what's happening? What are we? You know, we haven't seen screenshots. We haven't seen this game running or anything. And they were like, fine, we'll drop a trailer and we'll show you everything that's uh, changed. And they did one of those swipe across things. Uh, Besides the character models, I think it looks really good. 
It looks really good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is what it's you gonna want. Be, from it's going to have the same janky animation, but still, it's going to look good during the janky animation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the lighting looks great. I think the. I mean, the character models, like, it just looks cartoony and dumb, which I think is yeah. what these games need to be at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, looks good. I will probably check them out at some point. It is worth noting that the. Uh, remastered version of san andreas is coming to game pass so mm-hmm. if you want to try it before you buy it it <laughs> is coming to game pass i just want to get back into vice city again because mm-hmm. that that was my i loved that game yeah that uh they didn't really say how much it was going to cost did they mm-hmm. uh 60 bucks is it 60 okay yeah it's it's 60 bucks for the whole for the, for whole, the whole collection mm-hmm. yep oh Okay, so not bad. I mean, twenty not bucks bad. a game—that's not. It's not terrible. No, so, I, no, I, I, I especially think it's for these. Good. So yeah. yeah, I can. And and I believe it's got all the all the uh, like extra like stuff that came out and all that included. So yeah, because I think some of these had had uh, had expansions and stuff. Didn't I don't. They? I don't know. No. No, because no, they no. were on. Well, they, they were, were on. They were on PlayStation oh, Two, yeah. so they never yeah, really. No. There was never really an ecosystem for that. Uh, yeah. There was. There's also another article that said they're removing all the Confederate flag usage in the <laughs> game. So. Uh it was. It. I mean, that. That's the kind of stuff. It's like, don't take it out. Just leave it. Jeez. Yeah. It's not like you're glorifying glorifying it. Obviously, the Confederate flag usage in it was used as a joke. They were painted as a bunch of hillbilly redneck dipshits. Yeah. Like yeah. just. Don't don't remove it. It's just I don't know. It seems petty. Like I don't care ultimately, but it's like I don't. know. They're doing that to win points with the woke crowd. I think. Yeah. Oh, it's I don't know. I I these games. I mean, you. I think people too have to realize these are games from a time and place too, right? They're not going to go back. Yeah. Like I don't know. Playing well, this maybe... game with Confederate flags isn't isn't going to make you a Confederate person. <laughs> well, and it's like you know Wolfenstein. Like, I mean, you're well, it's like, I mean, know. it's it's similar to what they did in Wolfenstein in Germany, though. Right. They removed all the swastikas and all the references to Nazis yeah. and Hitler and stuff. Right. They just called him the well, chancellor. That's, well, that's that, different. That's a literal law in yeah. Germany that you're not yeah. supposed to display any signs of the swastika or any Nazi paraphernalia. I know. Like but... even just denying the Holocaust in Germany is a federal crime. Like you could go to prison for going around and saying that. So I know I'm I'm just rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that was a terrible comparison. That's my fault. Then sorry. No, well, no, it, but, but but you're right. It is it, it is kind of similar in that to where it's like you're not necessarily trying to like. I mean, if, if the game was pro Confederacy, that's one thing. But like we're all we're doing is showcasing, you know, show, showcasing a flag in a kind of like a like a non meaningful manner. I don't I don't know. Anyway, looks cool. Whatever. I'll check out Vice City. I like the soundtrack. Yes. Uh, all right. A few, a few more quick ones. Uh, Project Shaolin. Uh, Xbox may be working on a Wu Tang themed action RPG led by Brass Lion Entertainment. Uh, I, Jesse, hey you brought this. You brought this to our attention. I, I don't. You what? What is well, this? The, so, 
Well, I think the thing is, is like, you know, like, obviously with Wu-Tang Clan, they're, like, super into the the whole, like, you know, ancient, like, fighting and, you know, martial arts type stuff. So, like, you know, like, this isn't the first time that they've been the focus of a, you know, of a game or, or whatever. Um, and honestly, like, I... Like I would like to just see more of this kind of stuff where where you get the, you know, like just the weird collaborations with like bands or or you know IP that you know like that you normally wouldn't see in games or whatever. Because like you know like <laughs> the Aerosmith game that we got a long time ago and stuff like that. You know, like it, it wasn't maybe like the biggest thing in, or lighting the world on fire, but there, you know, there was some just weird, interesting kind of cool things. And, you know, it's it's super easy and, and safe to just like have like a rock band or something and then have their music in the game. But right. to actually do do something where you're, you know, you're bringing, bringing a, a band or something into a game in a different way. Right. Like I, I kind of miss that kind of stuff, yeah. like the just goofy, weird mixes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know who Brass Lion is, it is a new studio that will focus on amplifying marginalized voices in gaming. The studio was co-founded by uh, Bryna Dabby Smith, who worked on Sleeping Dogs, Rashad Reddick, who worked on Skyrim and Fallout, as well as uh, Manveer Air, who worked on Mass Effect and Singularity, the uh, first-person shooter from ea uh so no like, what no it was from activision activision was it singularity was the, the most probably the most severely underrated first person shooters of our time was it activision it though bad, are you sure yes, it, was it was activision, activision and, yeah it was activision and it was published it was developed by uh raven software oh yeah that's so, right yes don't you question my knowledge on Singularity, okay? Hey, Singularity was developed by Activision and Raven Software. Stoy. Which is You're welcome. Which is which is a Wisconsin based yeah. uh, then what was, this, what was the first developer. person yes. shooter that EA developed that was similar but not this, I guess. I don't know. You know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry, internet. I like <laughs> this. I, I like this uh this mission because admittedly black culture isn't necessarily represented very well in rpgs there's uh, black characters i mean and obviously you can customize your characters to be black you know and you know like i said but like like the culture like like their culture in and of itself isn't necessarily represented highly so i see this as a good step mm -hmm. in video games to be more inclusive kind of like what their mission is yeah so yeah and i mean you know like the those the accolades and stuff of of all the previous games that these people have worked on i mean are you know like i jokingly like made fun of sleeping dogs like but but playing That's another underrated game, it, game it, man it, but it was it was once you once you unlocked uh, like all the abilities and the full potential of the things you could do of your character in that game it was a really good game um, and yeah. yeah, like something like that mixed with Wu Tang, like I could definitely see that. That would be a lot of fun. Like, I mean, we're not going to be seeing like Riza or Redman running through a Skyrim like universe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. No. Be you could. You don't but, know. 
you know. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a collab game with Meth Man and Red Man. Who knows? Hmm. The Red Man's not. Red Man wasn't a uh, original Wu Tang member. I don't think. No, Red Man. Red Man was just friends with Method with Man. Method Man, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, that was just kind of a. Uh, yeah, I think later on he kind of joined. Um, you know, because obviously we've lost a couple of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. Old doobie, old dirty bastard. Yeah. <laughs> or old dirty bastard. Yeah, uh, I loved him. He's he's just so goofy. Speaking of uh, old dirty bastards, Microsoft's about to ask you for more money for these uh, micro or these uh, what are these these memory units? Too much money. Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. They're not bastards. These just cost a lot of money. Uh. The expansion cards for Xbox Series S and S are getting two new, uh, what do you call it? You Internal call it? memory. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, five twelve gigs, and uh, two terabyte variations. The five hundred twelve gigabyte version will be priced at one hundred thirty nine ninety nine USD and will launch in November, and the two terabyte version will launch in early December at three ninety nine ninety nine. Pre-order start in November, so uh, join uh, Stoy. Stoy and I were joking earlier. We were like, "We might as well just buy another Series X for the storage well. space." Yeah, jeez. So, uh, well, it's I like mean, it's like you, you know, you go to install a new game. Oh, you run out of memory. Oh, I'll just go to my other Xbox Series X. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, th- this is like always what happens, though. Like. You know, like I remember when the when the like the terabyte of just regular hard drive, you know, like was was brand new and it, you know, it was like cheaper than this. They were super expensive though. Like cheaper when, still when, than this. Jeez. When it was hard to come by, and these in you know like the tech in this is a lot is a lot more complex than than any Absolutely. of the other stuff. I mean, I like. I'm not I'm not disagreeing that it it's way too expensive but at the same time it's like I don't feel like th- these are something that you need quite yet um I don't know I've been I, I I've mean been I would like to have fine. something like this I would like yeah. to have something like this but I because I keep deleting games and reinstalling games and I I keep doing that back and forth because yeah. I play a lot of games i buy a lot yeah. of games and mm-hmm. it's just whatever it's just how it is but so i would yeah. love to have extra memory i'm not going to pay 400 dollars for it mm-hmm. yeah i have so. the i have the one i have the one terabyte one and i think i think that's good enough for me right now i would have liked the two terabyte one but at 400 dollars, that's just yeah. yeah adam it's out of my price range right now sorry i would, no, I, me, I would rather yeah. buy like five or six games for that price <laughs> you know yeah so yeah yeah and you know, and the thing is, is he, like soon, soon streaming the games through the cloud. It, you know, is you know, if you want to play games instantly without having to download them, you know, and doing that kind of stuff. I mean, there's that's the thing. Jesse's still least, living there's that dream. Options. At least there's still options. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just, I just made the switch to digital media like a year ago. I don't, I, I'm not ready for the cloud stuff. Even though I'm yeah. about ready to go work for an <laughs> IT company that kind of almost yeah. specializes in cloud stuff, but you know what? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Story of my so life. You, so nah. you're gonna 
you're going to be paid to get your head in the clouds. Ah. Uh, <laughs> all right, last news story here real quick. There's uh, the update that brings a 4K dashboard night mode and quick settings menu to Xbox is up now. So uh, if you have a 4K TV, you can now look at your menu. Very crisp. It's crispier. Crispier? <laughs> Very crispier. Yeah. That was terrible yeah, way of saying that. Yeah. Sorry, my brain is still like real foggy from all this medicine and whatever. <laughs> I'm, I've been trying to keep it together, guys, and it's not You've working. Been doing great. You've yeah, been doing great. Uh, also, this is the first caffeine I've had in three days, so nice. <laughs> but yeah, they also they also introduced night mode. And yeah. We talked about this during the accessibility uh, episode where uh, you can actually change the resolution and the color uh, scheme and blue light filters uh so like if you play in the dark like at night mode like i don't know you got a baby that's trying to sleep on your lap but you still want to play games while the baby's sleeping and you want the lights off like you know so neat neat yeah all right so it it can also be timed uh the night mode Mm -hmm. um you can time it to like automatically turn on at eight or nine o'clock whatever so i'm glad story read the article yeah, right. No kidding. Yeah. So, well, well, because like it, it, this is part of what we talked about with the accessibility features that Xbox has. Right. Um, yeah. We talked about this a few weeks ago, so it's just kind of like carries over and whatever. So. Right. So, and thankfully, thankfully, they put settings in the quick menu option now. Jesus, that was the one thing that was like a pain in the ass to try to access, to try to flick through like five or six different menu screens just to get the settings. Now it's in the quick menu. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that so a good change that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's time for our quick segment here of Pass It On. What's coming to Game Pass this week, Stoy? Do you know what's coming to Game Pass this week? Well, you know what came out last week and that just kind of dropped was uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. So if you're a Dragon Ball fa- fan, and this is probably one of the better fighting games out there right now. So Dragon Ball Fighters is out on the cloud and console that came out on the 21st of October. So uh, also that came out on October 21st was Echo Generation. Apparently this is a uh, a gang game with monsters and spooky mysteries. I don't that's know. A, that's a great description of the game. Yeah, sure. This came out on the cloud console on PC last week. And then Everspace 2. Uh, it's a spaceship shooter game that's like very popular. Uh, there's a game preview or a demo mm-hmm. out of the PC right now. So. Yeah, the first one was on Game Pass. I think Jesse, you and I played it for a What's This on Game Pass at one point. Yeah, when we were doing that, which I would like to get back to at some point. But uh, yeah, yeah, that game was fun. I know it's procedurally generated, which is why I was like, I'm out. Rogue like mm-hmm. space shooter. <laughs> Yeah, nah, that's no for me, dog. Yeah. But it looks like it. I mean, it looks kind of interesting. So it was fun. Uh, it, it was yeah. fun. I wish they would have just made it a game instead of a yeah. You know, oh, you died. Let's redo everything. Well, we're still waiting on Star Citizen it's to fair. come out with a meaningful full game. So I think that's gonna scratch your itch there whenever that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, Age of Empires, we all know, is coming out at the end of the month. Uh, October 28th, that's going to be on the PC only. Uh, Alan Wake's American Nightmare is actually coming out on the 28th as well. It's not the full Alan Wake game, but Alan Wake's American Nightmare was kind of like a uh, um, 
it wasn't like the horror, like survival horror elements of the original game. This was kind of a more of like a horror kind of where it's like you got procedurally generated spawning enemies coming in. And uh, yeah. So you said the word that ruins it all for me. I know. Procedurally well, I, generated. It's not it's not like randomized, but I guess it's like they just generate enemies um, with bigger weapons and, uh, you know, challenging game modes. So I didn't much care for this, but I suppose if you want to get into the Alan Wake universe, but you're more action oriented, this is a good stepping stone. Nice. So, nice. Well, they... uh, we got the game. We got the game Backbone coming out on the 28th as well. Uh, apparently this is a post noir adventure, uh, and it's a very, it's a narratively driven game, but I'm reading this description on Xbox wire and it's not really telling me anything about the game. It's got stunning visuals an evocative soundtrack and a daring narrative bringing a dystopian Vancouver inhabited by animals to life in this highly anticipated post noir adventure. Yeah, don't you play as like a raccoon or something? I forget. Because sure. I, I, I remember I remember when this game so he got, is a raccoon, yeah. Yeah. I remember when this game got announced like, you know, a while back. It, it looked really interesting. It's it's your like side scrolling kind of uh you know, typical like Okay. Okay. I think I think I vaguely remember now. So if you like fishing and you like video games, we got the game for you. Bassmaster Fishing twenty twenty two. It's coming out on the twentieth as well. So oh. and that and that's a day one release in Game Pass. I was gonna say Breath of the Wild too, but <laughs> I, you know what? You know what? I, I, I don't like fishing. I don't like fishing in, in my games. So get them out of my games. Uh, so there's a there's an action platformer roguelike game. Don't you just love games like that called non guns, the doppelganger edition? Hmm. So it's a basically, yeah. Each run sees you parting from a black and white graveyard to an ever-changing gothic dungeon full of nightmares fleshed out of human viscera. Surviving not only requires skill, but style. Spoopy. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's mostly action, sounds like. And you got the Forgotten City that comes out on the 28th as well. It's basically traveling, and, and this game has been out, but it's uh, you're basically reliving the final days of a cursed Roman city where if one person sins, everyone dies. So it's basically like a mystery, moral choice type narrative game. Yeah, okay, I remember hearing, hearing about this. And one. it's and it's like uh, you there's like an ex, uh, like a time loop exploitation here. I, I like I don't know much about it, but don't say yeah. you're dead. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like trying to trying to decipher you know the sins of the people around you so um yeah so that all a lot of these are coming out of the 28th so check your game pass library in the 28th it's going to be there's going to be a lot of drops that day so nice yay yeah and there's a little bit of, of everything there so that's anyway be. that's what's coming out for game pass nice nice sick <laughs> all right guys let's get into our main topic of the show is there a name for that topic of the show doing show show it's called topic of the show we need a better name for that 
We'll figure it out. We got time. Uh, there's a story floating around that Xbox internally wants to deliver AAA experiences along the lines of Sony's games. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys what franchise would provide that for Xbox or would a new franchise be better? Hmm. You guys look, Honestly, you guys look stumped. Well, the thing is, is like I, like I, I mean, there's a lack of number of titles compared to Sony. You know, like as of as of now, I mean, that's gonna change here with all the the teams that they they've acquired and you know the big games that they're that they're working on that we you know aren't quite ready yet but like as far as like gears of war like and you know we'll see what what halo infinite turns out to be but like gears of war the last gears of war in my opinion is so much better than any of the the previous ones like i really really think that they stepped that franchise up in a big way with the last one um to the point of where it is like a heavy hitter as far as um you know narrative and like you know the way that the game looks and the way that it you know plays and like i think that that game is nearly flawless <laughs> in my opinion and so I, I don't know i think they do have some of those games already but it's just the, the lack of the amount for now i think is honestly yeah yeah i mean i they have a they have a ton in their back catalog they do they could just start pulling you yeah. know they could bring those they could bring those back like i still want a want the uh sunset overdrive the turn into a franchise i want that to become a big mainstay from you know and i know they buy the rights from insomniac you mm -hmm. know so it's like they got that microsoft money to say hey we're just going to take this back and we're going to make a sequel of it or we're going to make it yeah a, a continuation of some sort so yeah I, I would love for that i would love for that to be brought back and mm -hmm. into triple a form yeah i just i just feel like xbox is built differently than sony and i don't like yeah maybe you want that one franchise that competes on that level but i don't like to me they have indiana jones which is going to be their uncharted right they have they have that mm -hmm. i don't personally care for games like the last of us or you know i mean god of war was good i mean it was it was great but i don't i don't know i don't need that from xbox you know like i don't i mean sure it'd be nice to have something to point to and say hey you know all the people who say xbox doesn't have games well check this out check this out check this out but like like jesse said i think gears 5 is like one of, it's one of their best attempts at doing that it's you know i mean it's not like it's not quite on that level, right? But it's it's it was a massive step forward in terms of storytelling. I thought Perfect Dark was going to be that, to be honest with you, uh, until they showed that it was going to be first person, and now they're working with Crystal Dynamics, and it still might be something really cool and awesome, but it's not going to be like, you know, The Last of Us, you know, dark, gritty, whatever. Which I don't I don't play games for that. You know, like I don't need dark, gritty, over the shoulder crap. You know, I mean, I I feel like Indiana Jones is going to be their Uncharted. I feel like Hellblade could potentially be their almost like Horizon. And I'm not just saying that because the characters look similar. I'm saying that because like I feel like 
with a Microsoft budget, Hellblade could be something bigger and more spectacular than than they thought of when they did the first game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with those giant monsters they showed off uh, in the trailer. And uh, I don't know. I just I feel like Xbox is built different. I don't know if they need something like that. Uh, well, I I I don't think it's necessarily that they need need it's i think they are going to do stuff like that but it's it's going to be the xbox way like that's that's the thing is like right now we live in a time where like more than ever it's it's great to have all the systems because you're getting you know a great offering from all the different consoles and like microsoft just needs to do like what they know that the the people who you know, buy their their consoles and stuff. They can keep that stuff doing well. And then, you know, they're going to have stuff that's going to bring new fans in. Right. But, I mean, like, I, th- I think it's just a matter of focusing what they're good at and what yeah. they're best at. I mean, look at Nintendo. They've never had a game like that. And look how successful the Switch is, right? They've never had anything close to even what, like, in terms of yeah. storytelling, like, what, what, even Xbox has produced, right? Like, I mean, you could say Breath of the Wild, maybe. You could say Metroid Dread, maybe. But, like, the last time they tried to put any super real story behind anything, people got mad. And remember, Metroid Other M had, like, this really serious story about Samus leaving the the Galactic Federation and her having this bond with Adam and Malkovich. And it was just like, well, clearly they didn't want that because Samus talked too much and they showed her hair and in a in a <laughs> military garb and All not in hand they showed samus having feelings yeah so yeah. i mean like you know you could you could make the argument that you know like like you said jesse i think they need to focus on what they're good at and apply the storytelling to what they're good at you know maybe they just need uh to hire some writers to you know take it to the next step because all in all the gameplay in most of microsoft's games is excellent right halo feels yeah. great uh, Gears still feels great. Uh, you know, Forza. I don't. You're not going to tell an amazing story in Forza, but you could. Well, well, the, and that's just yeah. it. You know, like you know, uh, Flight Simulator. All these games that they have that are like ten out of tens. You know, it's it's hard to compare those to something like a God of War because it's just not the same thing. Right. But it is doing something that you know, like honestly playstation isn't doing like that that, that's something that they have that sony isn't doing you know so it's again it's you know it's all about you know like what what you're interested in and like you know like i said it's it's such a great time right now to if to own all the consoles because you're really getting a great selection from everything like everything's kind of offering their there are things that the other one isn't doing mm-hmm. and you know it's it's just yeah. a great time to be a fan of games right now right and i think i think this is where like you know the studios that they've purchased have do excellent storytelling right like help or uh ninja theory has done great storytelling with hellblade and even their older games like uh i mean dmc had a great story uh odyssey to the west had a great story uh uh, you know, we don't we don't really know what this Project Mara is or what Hellblade Two is really going to be yet. But I feel like 
you know, if they follow the lines of Hellblade, it's going to be pretty good, you know? So, uh, they've got a lot of stuff in their pocket too. Like compulsion games. Next game is a third person action narrative driven story, right? Like a, a lot of signs point to it being sort of like Bio- Bioshock. Uh, like I said, Indiana Jones could be really fun if they do it correctly. Wolf, I mean, all the Bethesda studios, right? Like they could do something. They've always been, you know, Machine Games has been great at, at the Wolfenstein games. Uh, so I don't know. I I don't I don't need them to be Sony, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't. I I don't care. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to get your guys' take because of. Uh, it's been a story floating around, and a lot of people have been kind of retweeting it and talking about it and saying that Xbox doesn't have the capability of doing it. And you know, maybe they're right, maybe they're not. I, I just, I just don't. I think that if they hire some writers, if they do, uh, you know, if they really want to do that, I feel like they could pony up the money to try to do something like that somewhere. And maybe if they are looking at, to buy Crystal Dynamics in in IDOS Montreal or something like that, like. They could potentially do something like that. So, well, the the thing is, is you know, like, say say what you will about about it, but I mean, it doesn't always turn out great when you try to to you know create something that someone else is doing. You know, kill zone, <laughs> like kill zone. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, I I never really got into it. Um, I'm sure it's a it's a great game, but I mean they were like that was supposed to be the Halo killer, and it's like when 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 you try to do stuff that that you're just trying to copy what your your you know competitor is doing, it's you already set yourself up for failure. You like you know people want want something that's unique and and your own and i and i think microsoft you know gets that like they they're not out there trying to you know copy what nintendo's doing or copy what what playstation's doing you know like they're gonna they're gonna do what they what they think they they need to do for their company and that's it Yeah, I mean, look at look at a game like Psychonauts, right? Like that did a lot of interesting yeah. things in storytelling. It was still a really fun game. It was it was, you know, approachable from a artistic level. Like, and then it told a deeper story that if you were paying attention or found things or did some side stuff, like it really told a unique uh, story from a different perspective. And it was it was great, right? Like, not everything yeah. has to be like I'm gonna you know Walking Dead, Last of Us. I'm gonna bash your face in you know, to tell this gritty story because we can do that. Right. Like I, and I think, I think people kind of realize that after the last of us part two, right. We're like, Oh, well maybe this isn't really what we want all the time, you know, or maybe they're just trying a little bit too hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the, the perfect, uh, the perfect area for game making lies in a perfect balance of that, that uh you know indie title game but with a really really big uh you know bucket of money behind you know its development you know that that ability to have kind of you know the the free free reign of of kind of really doing unique things with 
with the game and, you know, and trying to have, you know, something that's doing something different in it. Like, but, but do that plus have, you know, be a bigger title and not, you know, just an indie small game. Like, and I, and I honestly, I feel like they, they've done, you know, whether you like it or not. Um, I think like the grounded stuff that they've been doing, you know, like grounded is, is a really cool and interesting game. It's not for everyone, but they're doing a lot of cool things in that game that, that like, I don't know, just, just really works. But, but, um, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's only, it's not going to, to relate to everyone, but I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm glad that, that these, you know, developers are getting the chance to work on things and ideas that they have and aren't just being told, Hey, that you've got to make a halo or you've got to do this or, you know, like I'm glad those kind of days seem to be in the rear view mirror. Um, and, and they're getting a little bit more freedom. So that's all I want to see. I just want to see like these developers being able to just go crazy with ideas and, and have money behind it, you know? Yeah. What do you think? That's Stoy? the problem. We, we have to, we have to consider that video games and developers and publishers are a business first. Yeah. They're there, they're there to sell games. They're there to sell systems. So when you look at some of the franchise numbers of a lot of stuff, so like Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy series as a whole sold 159 million copies. The Assassin's Creed series has sold 156 million copies. Publishers look at those numbers. They look at how much how much sales are being brought in. The Legend of Zelda series has made $118 million. So Assassin's Creed, that's been around for a significantly less amount of time, has already surpassed Zelda being you know zelda being 30 years old so it's crazy to think that and that's what the publishers are thinking of that's why sony is ahead of the game here because they have the bigger franchises like how many people know god of war the household name now so what system is god of war on okay it's on a playstation system a lot of people are going to go to that because not a lot of people can afford well, we can afford, you know, a lot of people can't afford a PS5 or a Series X. So a lot of times they have to pick the two. And I really think it's the triple A games that really define the difference between going for the PlayStation 5 or the Series X. You get a good condition of Halo fans out there that love the hell out of Halo. They're going to go for the Xbox or you get the condition of people that love games like Ratchet and Clank or Ghost of Tsushima. They're going to go for the PlayStation. So it really kind of comes down to a business standpoint. It is smart for a publisher. It is smart for a, even a system manufacturer, like from Sony standpoint, it's smart for them to make AAA games. It makes them money. It sells yeah. systems. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really, it's going to be really smart for Microsoft to do that. It's yeah. going to, it's going to make them money. It's going to sell the systems. Yeah. I mean, you look at God, you look at God of War, right? It's so that the latest, game the 2018 game sold 19.5 million units and they're about to put it on pc for the first time right yeah, so it's gonna skyrocket them even more yeah yeah which i was gonna say that's a that's another thing too is i think i think part of uh microsoft's kind of you know readjusting of how how they do things is like i think it was a really good thing that they focused on 
trying to better the experience on computer as well for their, you know, for their games and stuff like that, because that helps out a lot um, as well, because, I mean, there are a lot of people who just don't care about consoles at all. And, and if they can, they can uh, continue to try to, to, um, you know, focus on what, what changes need to be done on the PC side, um, I think that that will actually do do a lot more for them than them trying to, uh, you know, make their version of a PlayStation game. Um, but like, but like you said, I mean, they 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 do need to, you know, create some some franchises that have a long, you know, a long stay, and you know, moving forward will be a reason that they that people want to buy you know, game pass or buy, uh, their consoles. Um, well, yeah. And, and like I said, you know, even like going back to almost how I started the conversation that we are having is like, start pulling a lot of the old franchises because the name is mm-hmm. what's going to sell it. You put, you, you put a move, the movie, the re- the more, uh, recent ghostbusters movie that's going to be coming out in a month, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you just, if you wouldn't have put the ghostbusters name on it, it would have probably not garnered even half the hype that it's getting right now. It's the same thing with every Final Fantasy game that you see. Every Final Fantasy game has a couple small things in common, but it's like they're all widely different. But yeah. you attach the name Final Fantasy to it, that's what's going to sell the game. That's what's going to sell copies. So getting not only established franchises, but even popular franchises, getting them back together, you know, getting them back in the mix of it, you know, like I said, with um, you know, um, what game did I mention earlier that they should bring back? Oh, the, um, oh, the, uh, Sunset Overdrive. A lot yeah. of people have fond memories of that being one of the launch titles for the Xbox One and having great memories of that. It's like, oh wow, I hope this franchise continues. If they announce that, say Sunset Overdrive too, that's going to bring people back to Xbox. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. So. What old franchises do you think would make a good game like this? Story, you said you keep you should bring the old franchises back to make a stellar like a stellar game like this. Like besides Perfect Dark, because we know it's already coming back. What do you think could be this this type of game? If Microsoft Red Faction, Red Fact, they don't own Red Faction though. Yeah, I know, but they could. Yeah, yeah, I guess they. I could. think uh, actually, I think that's. Uh... I think that's owned by that. Uh, Coke wasn't Media. That, 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 that was a THQ uh, published. Uh, yeah, they still own it. Yeah. Yeah, they still own it. So I, I, I don't know where it is now, but imagine them bringing that, you know, as an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even just rebooting it, going back to the, you know, first person shooter, um, you know, days instead mm-hmm. of the third person action game it became right now. Bring it back to be like a really good first person shooter, reboot the franchise. That'd be, that would be pretty great. Yeah, um, I don't know why that just kind of popped in my head because I think of like some of the old Xbox games I played way back when. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be a really good one. Besides yeah. Sunset Overdrive, obviously. Yeah. Uh, or bro, what was that game? Uh, Bullet Witch. Remember Bullet Witch? Oh God. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I talk about I mean, talk about games it, with microtransactions and like all the costumes and stuff. Oh yeah, I didn't <laughs> care about that. But I mean, like that. That's a weird, obscure title that would not move copies at all. 
but it would still be cool to get. I don't that know. Have you, have you have you seen how weird the internet is these days? I think it would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Bayonetta moves first. copies. Yeah, this could be their Bayonetta. This was, this was Bayonetta before Bayonetta. It's true. It's true. Well, I want to see yeah, what a like, Lost Odyssey. Oh yeah. yeah, I still would love that. I would, I would love that. And I think yeah. it would be good because you know Microsoft is trying to delve into that Japanese market, mm-hmm. and that would be a big one because that was a very popular Japanese public uh, Japanese developed game. Yeah, yeah, and wasn't blue, yeah like Blue Dragon or whatever. And yeah, and uh, Lost Odyssey was definitely the the better of those two games. Although I still think that their last game, well, their last console game was probably their best effort. Uh, last story was very last good. Story. It was just stuck on yep. Wii, and you know, nobody wanted mm-hmm. to play Wii games by the time that game came out. So, yeah. including well, me, it was, I I tried really hard, <laughs> but Lost Odyssey is definitely the one that people are going to point to and be like, "Yeah, that's the sequel I want." Mm-hmm. Well, like, and as much as I, as much as I'm glad that uh, they're doing really well, and and uh you know apex legends is like such a massive hit and all that <laughs> i kind of wish right now with the, you know like us not seeing any like uh titanfall new game you know anytime soon it would seem like i kind of wish that someone <laughs> someone else could continue making those games because i really really want i don't i i wouldn't trust that name with any other developer besides yeah Microsoft. I know, and that's and that's the thing. Is like, and I get it because it's not, it's not the name alone that that that's the reason that game's great. It's because of who made it, but but at the same time, it's just like, man, I just really want because Titanfall Two is still to this day, I think, one of the best, you know, first person shooter campaigns ever made. Yeah, like I, I'm firmly with you on that one. Well, you know, like, and, and that's the thing. It's like you could pass the franchise on to another developer or another team of writers. But I, one of my best examples of that is like Batman Arkham Origins compared to like all the other Batmans that Rocksteady made. Yeah. Rocksteady took a step away. They gave it to WB Montreal Arkham Origins, and it was the least rated. It was the lowest rated Batman game in the franchise. And admittedly, it wasn't it wasn't as polished as the Rocksteady games. I still really so, liked like, it though. I liked yeah, it a lot. I mean, it was it was good, but like the other three games were much better. So um, that's always the the gamble that you take when you just pass the franchise on to someone else. So yeah, and like you know, and then there's like things like that we've had in the past where like the uh, Dead Rising games and stuff like that. That used to be, you know, exclusive to Xbox or whatever. I would but... love, yeah. Dead Rising would be another series I would love to come back. Everybody loves a good zombie game. Well, what I really would love to see is the the guys, the the Capcom team who made Dead Rising team up with uh, uh, Undead Labs and like like have the best of what both of those groups do and make a really really just phenomenal uh, zombie game. You know, yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I think it's, you know, like as we as we get more and more uh, of the, you know, like the projects that we see of these new teams and stuff, you know, I I'm I don't doubt that there's going to be some like some heavy hitters that 
that will you know that we don't know exist yet even um but yeah it's just a matter of we're still in that <laughs> that that situation where it's you know everything is still just kind of an infancy you know it's it's takes a little time for for there to be a payoff but yeah i i think this next the next year or two is going to be really fun and interesting once we really get to see what's going on you know yeah i think i think something else too that we might not be looking at either is like Sony seems to be eating up the licensing stuff, at least from like the Disney side of things, right? With the time exclusivity of Knights of the Republic and uh, the Marvel stuff is, you know, obviously uh, Sony exclusive at this point, some of it. And I don't know. I, I would like to see them maybe try to go after a license or two. I mean, I, Indiana Jones is a start, but yeah, let's be honest. Indiana Jones, as much as I love Indiana Jones, it is no, it's no Star Wars or Marvel at this point. Mm. So I would, I would, I would like to see them maybe go after a license and tell a cool story and make a cool game around a license like that. Yeah, it would be interesting if they licensed a uh, like if uh, like say for example, Red's, uh, Respawn Entertainment was making a new Star Wars game in the you know uh, Fallen Order universe. Um, that, uh, you know, if they publish that themselves, you know, hmm. it made it exclusive for the Xbox. That'd be kind of interesting, you know? Yeah. I, I know in the current ecosystem, it it, it, develop, it's, it pays developers more to develop for multi-platforms, you know, because it gets them the most money and it gets them, gets them the most reach. But it would be interesting for Microsoft to throw down Microsoft money and say, here, make the next game exclusive to our system. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know Phil Spencer said he didn't like to do that, but like, you got to play ball now. Like it, Sony's yeah. throwing that money around and I know that you're buying studios to do that, but like, you got to make some calls yeah. like that now. Sony's playing hardball with these licenses. They're throwing money around like left and right, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you got to take a gamble on it. You got to take a gamble on these studios that maybe want to come up with these new franchises because who wants to be a Call of Duty factory every year? You know, I feel bad for these studios that just like they're just pumping out the same games over and over and over again. You know, like give these guys, give these talented developers something new to work on, you know, something immense to work on. Like you got the guys that made Titanfall 2, one of the best first person shooters of our time, go on to make one of the best third person action games of all time, too. And one of the best games in the Star Wars universe. Like you let these developers do what they're good at. They'll make some good things for you and it will benefit you. It's just you got to kind of you got to kind of trust them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that was a good topic. That was, that was a good discussion. It went a lot longer than I thought, but I feel like it was, uh, it's better than I anticipated too. So good job guys. I'm proud of you. Uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show. I want to thank everybody who was watching and or listening live here on twitch.tv slash Bosphorus Network. If you want to watch it live, you can check us out on Sunday nights at eight thirty Eastern, seven thirty Central, or catch the show on podcast services on Tuesday mornings and YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen to us. Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS. Stoy. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, part of the EXP cast podcast. Uh, we do record episodes every week. 
And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXPCast. You can also follow our YouTube channel. On October 30th, we're going to be streaming live for Extra Life and raising money for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun day of playing games for 24 hours. Ooh, nice. That's, yeah, that's... If you want to go to their YouTube channel, our YouTube channel has them as one of our featured partners at, at the bottom so you can go down there and get there too if you can't find them by typing it in so uh you can find me at i am cory hd on twitter and instagram you can find me hosting the boss rush podcast every wednesday night right here on twitch.tv slash boss rush network or on monday mornings on your podcast service of choice i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening and until next time we love you goodbye bye Thank <laughs> you.